Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. You glad you're here tonight? Do you have your notes with you tonight? There's uh, printed handouts. If you haven't gotten any, please raise your hand. The ushers are right in the aisle. They're uh, ready to avail you with some notes. I want to encourage you, take the notes, take the notes, take the notes. Um, In fact, these notes, what we're teaching to encourage you to take them and fill in the blanks, are, I believe, formatted enough and the content is enough to where you can actually, parents, teach these principles to your kids. And that was part of my goal. Um, I didn't dumb it down for us adults, I don't believe. Um, But I think it's formatted, worded enough, uh, uh, approach-wise, for the parents and your kids. Because how many believe, parents, you need help and encouragement to raise your kids? And all parents said, amen. And let me add to that, to raise them in a godly environment, a godly home in a very secular world. How many parents know you, you need encouragement? Amen. Now that's my wife and I who have raised two kids. My son Ryan and our daughter Rebecca are both adults. My son's 30. My daughter uh, Rebecca is 26. So we totally get it. My wife and I, we totally understand when you're trying to raise kids in this type of world that we live in. But let me promise you, let me encourage you parents, especially with little ones, you keep it up, stay steady. When they, when they give you those faces when you want to have a devotion, how many parents know what I'm talking about? Let, let me go into your home, what happens? Let me, let me predict. You say, kids, grab your Bibles and let's go. We're going to go have a little devotional. Right? Oh, here we go again. Or how about this one? Let's bow our heads and pray. I mean, what I'm talking about. Now, some kids don't all do that. Some kids don't always do that. But there is going to be a season every child will do that. Some parents are looking at it. Not my kids. They're all perfect. They're, listen, here's why. I don't know why I'm saying this, but how many know it's good anyways? Here's why. Because there's going to be a season in your kid's life. The world is going to be knocking hard on the door of their heart. And no matter how much word you teach them, no matter how much you have exemplified to them a true Christian journey of walking with Jesus, there's going to be a season, parents, where the world's going to knock hard on the heart of your kid. And, uh, you know, they're going to have that little chip on the shoulder and their attitude and all that. But let me encourage you, let me encourage you from experience, just keep loving them through it. I remember when our kids went through that, my wife and I, we would just, at every time they passed us in the house, we'd just hug them. You know, I love you. And it'd be that. We would just love them to life. And meanwhile, we'd be in our prayer room. Oh, God. Because we knew the devil was working hard to steal our kids in their journey with the Lord. He's going to have a season where he's going to press it and press it hard. So I said all that. There is a reason. I don't just ramble. I don't think I do. Sometimes I do. No. Any opportunity you can, teach your kids. Because putting the word into your kids is the key to when the devil comes knocking hard on the door of their heart. It's the word of God in them that's going to bring them through it. Woo, come on, parents. All the parents said? 
And let me encourage you, this is going to be a sting, and I don't mean this to sting, but if all, if all you're relying on is children's ministry to put the word of God in your kid's heart or the youth ministry to put the kid's word, the word of God in your kid's heart, mom and dad, look at me from experience. You're missing it. You're missing it. You, you need to do it at home every day that you can. Amen? Do you feed your kids every day? Somebody looked at somebody. I wonder, how do we answer that? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I hope. Well, that's natural food because the natural body needs more than just one meal a week. I wonder you about your spirit, man, the spiritual part of you. Amen? Anyways, grab the notes, take them home, go over them with your kids. Here's why. 10 reasons to pray. The reason we're teaching on 10 reasons to pray, as Pastor Cody stated, and you've been hearing us announcing, it's going to be on our website starting tomorrow evening, is 21 days of prayer and fasting. Everybody say, and fasting. Just to remind you, I've got to remind you, because it is, especially for those who are new to Tree of Life Church, maybe you've never joined us for a 21 days straight of prayer and fasting in January. And also for those who may have joined us in the past, the format is different. As Pastor Cody, uh, Pastor Cody stated, the first week, the first seven days, starting that Sunday evening, January 17th, we're going to have prayer morning and evening. As a matter of fact, he didn't mention this, and I mentioned it because they're recording us to put it on the 21 Day of Prayer uh, website, which let me mention real quick, we're going to have a separate website just for our 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting. A separate website. Now that link to that separate website will be on our treeoflifechurch.org website. Our main website will have that link. Are you with me? You might want to write that down. Look for that. Because when you click on that separate website for 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting, you're going to see the times that we're going to do it. And like I said, the first week is corporate prayer. Now you may have never heard the word corporate. All that simply means is we all join together like this in a public setting like this, and we all be, choose to be in harmony over what whoever's leading is praying. So in other words, you bring your faith, you bring your faith, you bring your faith, you bring your faith, I bring my faith. Everybody brings their faith. We throw it in the pot, if you will, and we offer that up to the Lord. How many believe that's pretty cool? So corporate prayer is a powerful thing because it begins to touch everybody's hearts that are there. And you begin to realize, wow, there is more to life than me and my life. How many know we need reminded of that? Amen? Also during that first week of corporate prayer, starting January 17th to January 23rd, that Saturday, we're going to leave the sanctuary open from 11 to 1 in the afternoon so that if you want, you can come during part of your lunch hour and come on in and pray. Pray for the church, pray for the staff, pray for your brothers and sisters who are next to you. Uh, pray for the government here, just whatever God leads on your heart other than just you and come and pray. Amen? Now, the other two weeks, there's no corporate prayer. What we have on that 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting separate website is a daily devotion. Each staff member picked a topic. They wrote a devotion for you with scripture to pray. So what we're asking you to do is go to that website for the rest of the 14 days of that 21 days, click on that daily devotion, pray out those scriptures, 
pray out the prayer. We formatted, we, we made it, we, we said, you know what, we're gonna make this so easy. We even worded the prayer. How many believe that's pretty cool? We could have just threw up the scripture and said, pray for the government. <laughs> we we want to teach, we want to help, amen? How many know it is nice to have the prayer formatted? Now, you can go off that prayer and pray what's on your heart for the government, whatever the topic is. But we want to encourage you, make sure you're clicking on the day, each day for the next 14 days after that seven day of corporate prayer. Everybody got that? So that's there for you to avail. Why are we doing this? 10 reasons to pray. Glad you asked that. That's why we're teaching this. Matter of fact, this teaching, so you're gonna be on this recording for that website, so make sure you smile in case the camera catches you. Your back of your head, make sure you're amen and so they can see the back of your head getting all excited over the message because we're gonna be teaching people 10 reasons to pray because for some of us, this is simple stuff. It's gonna be a courtesy reminder, but for others, this is gonna be some new revelation for you because you're new in your journey with the Lord. How many believe we should teach everybody at different places? Amen? Let's go before the Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this moment that we have, the few minutes that we have left. Father, we are open in our hearts. We're open in our minds. We're receptive. We're ready to receive your word. Your word is likened to a seed, an incorruptible seed, as scripture says. It means it can never be corrupted. It can never be stopped of its power to produce so right now, as they hear the word of God tonight via my voice and the spirit of God in them, they're hearing your word and it's a seed being implanted into their minds and into their hearts and it's going to produce, just like if we were to take a tomato seed or some other seed and plant it in the ground, it produces, it grows and produces fruit. So their hearts are open. They've got to open their hearts to receive the word. It's not just automatically planted. They've got to open their heart to receive it. So Father, we're all open, ready to receive. Speak to us, teach us, help us in Jesus' name. And all that agreed said, amen. Let's go to our scriptures tonight or scripture tonight for text and then our lesson. We're going to finish this tonight. We need to finish it so the blanks are filled in so that you can take it home and teach it. How many believe we can do it in 23 minutes? Amen. I'm not even in doubt like I typically am of not finishing, amen? No, we will finish. Here we go. Acts 4, 31, it says, when they had prayed, the place, and it's talking about believers, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. Shaken. Literally, the building, the building shook. Could you imagine right now if we were praying and we were in such one accord, such fervency of heart, we weren't yawning, we weren't somewhere else in thought, we weren't, uh, wish, man, how much longer is this gonna go? But we were legitly in heart, in focus, in faith, all praying together, and this building started shaking. First thing you would think, earthquake. Duck and run and cover, you all be under the chairs. But then we leave here and find out there was no earthquake, it's not on the news. We'd be asking folks at home, did the house shake at such and such? No. We find out it was just the church grounds because God's power and anointing in the presence of the Holy Spirit showed up. How many believe that's pretty cool? Now, some of you may scare you, but that's okay. How many know it's good to be scared every once in a while because God is pretty powerful? 
And we need to be reminded. That's what happened with these folks. They were in prayer and the place was shaken. And then it goes on to say they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Turn to the person next to you and say, you need to be bolder. Tell them, bolder. You need to be bolder. What do you need to be bolder in? The things of God. The truths of God's word. Standing up for the truths of God's word. That doesn't mean you fly into work tomorrow and say, all right, every one of you listen to me. I've been kind of weak and some of you don't even know I'm a Christian, but that has changed. Happy New Year. We're not talking about that. And when the time does come for you to share your faith and the things that you believe, and I hope you do with those who don't know the Lord, amen, and I hope you do it in love, but I'm talking about specifically in living the truths of God's word, even though it may not be the popular thing at work. or in your neighborhood, or your family. Don't raise your hand, but how many here have some family members that you're around all the time, you have to be around, that don't know the Lord? That could be hard. I remember when I first came to the Lord at the age of 17, my sister, older sister, Sherry, came to the Lord first. I came to the Lord a few months later. Her and I were the only ones that were Christians. The rest of my family were stout Catholics. Now, we're talking about my mom, my dad, grandparents. I mean, everybody, everybody. And uh, that was an interesting couple years for my sister and I, because we were the only born-againers. I remember my grandfather saying, it's a cult. They're in a cult. They're brainwashing my Kenneth. My grandfather always called me Kenneth. They're brainwashing my Kenneth. I'm like, yep. Finally getting my mind clean, Pappy. He used to call him Pappy. (laughs) Amen. But you know what's cool? This is the godly truth. It's not a preacher's story. Every one of my family members came to the Lord over the years. Every one of them. Every one of my families, those who have passed and those who are still alive presently, my immediate family, I'm talking my siblings, my mom, my dad, both sets of grand, every one of them became a Christian. Woo, come on, get excited. Now, if you're in a family that doesn't know the Lord and you're feeling like you, wanna, you need to get excited right then and there, but let me tell you something. We got, my sister and I got the scars to prove it because that was some tough years at the beginning. Amen? Did you know, look at this, prayer is your greatest weapon on earth. Fill that in. Everybody's wondering, what's my, how am I going to become victorious? How can I get victory? Prayer. That's why God bless you. I commend you for being here tonight because this is no condemnation meant, but it's the truth. There are some tonight who chose not to be here for whatever reason reason in their mind may have been a legit reason. Some may have been legit excuses. Most aren't legit excuses to skip church. Glad you're excited over that. Thank you, Tammy. It's the truth. I'm tired. I worked hard. I get that. But how can I say this in love? All you, all you's got to do is walk in here and sit down and ain't like we asking you to paint the place I had a rough day come in sit down you don't even have to stand during worship we don't care and don't you bother people around you if they're sitting there going now if they fall asleep what do we do album because faith comes by hearing 
and hearing by the word, not by snoring, by hearing, amen? Champions use it against satanic pressures. Champions, notice the word champions. I believe everyone here is a champion. Turn to the person next to you say, you're a champion. Turn to the other person and say, you look like a champion. Go ahead. If you want to be, listen, everyone here is called of God and already deemed by God. Listen to me, this is important. You're already deemed by God a champion. You got to believe it though. Some of you look at yourself as a loser. You got to quit that. Everyone in this room has made foolish, asinine decisions. Everyone in this room has. Nobody here, you smell good in all, in all ways. You just as much as a fool as the person sitting next to you. And I mean that as sincere as I can. There is no one in this room has done everything in life right. None of us. That's why every person needs Jesus. Period. Because he's the one woo, who's done it right. Amen. Come on, say amen. So, do you want to be a champion? You want to live up to what God already sees you up to? Pray. Learn more how to pray. Develop your prayer life. Study prayer. Train yourself in prayer. You just don't go praying the same way you have for all the years because I guarantee it's not working as effectively now as it may have 10 years ago because 10 years ago, that's all you knew and God says, what you know, use and I'll bless it. But as you start growing and changing, the life keeps changing all around us and the necessity to change and grow and become perfected in what we do is of necessity. Because life's stuff is different than it was 10 years ago, I bet, in your life. The presence of God is the only place your weakness will die. Now, some you may not understand what does that mean, the presence of God. You just keep sticking around, keep learning, we'll keep teaching you about that. We don't have time tonight to explain all that. But there is such a thing as the presence of the Lord. I'll give you an example to try to naturally understand that. Whoever you're sitting next to right now, their presence is right next to you. If you were to reach over, you would, don't do it if you don't know them. If you were to reach over and touch them, <laughs> their hand, you would feel their presence, they would feel yours. How many follow me? Let me explain something. God is so real that his presence can be that tangible to you. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is that real. That's how real God is. He's not that cloud and way up in heaven a gazillion thousand light years away, he is here right now, amen? All right, here we go, 10 reasons to pray. We can do this. Number one, God commanded it. How about that? So prayer is not an option. It's a command. I'm kind of glad it's a command because it makes me understand that in, in, in the, the, the importance of it in God's eyes, let me put it that way. God commanded it. Luke 18, 31. Then he took the 12 aside and said to them, behold, we're going up to Jerusalem and all the things that are written by prophets concerning the Son of Man will be accomplished. And then if you study that, you'll begin to see that he brought forth a prayer, showed them prayer, especially in the garden of Gethsemane, and he began to teach them about the necessity of prayer. Matter of fact, Jesus would have never went to the cross, accomplished going to the cross for you and I to bear our sins if he did not know how to pray it through. Because in the garden was the most crucial moment of humanity, by the way. In the garden of Gethsemane, when Jesus was fighting the temptation of not going to the cross, he fought it so much, he sweat blood. 
Everybody say stress. He was so stressed out of having to go to the cross for you and I because he was going to be separated from the Father and as much to that that he was being tempted not to go, but he ended up, how many are glad he went to the cross? But he accomplished it, don't ever forget this, through prayer. How does that correlate to you and I? What are you being tempted with every day that you want to see defeated, no longer defeat you? Pray it through, amen? Number two, prayer is your key to power. Prayer is your key to power. See, Jesus was able to have power to overcome the temptation of not going to the cross. He ended up being empowered of the Father to go to the cross, Acts 16, 25 through 26. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying, singing hymns. How many know that's good to incorporate those two, by the way? Because I've had people say, what can I do other than pray? Sing. See how we're learning? Some of my prayer life is just singing unto the Lord. And then I'll bust out in song. Next thing you know, I'm not singing a song that's already been written. I'm singing a song that's new to me. That literally my heart is writing at that moment unto the Lord. How many believe that's pretty cool? You don't want to hear my voice though. Amen? But God does. Singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, everybody say suddenly. See, that, that's what happens a lot of times in your life. You'll be praying and you'll be praying and you'll, you'll sing unto the Lord and you're in devotion with the Lord and you're in communion with the Lord and you're in partnership with the Lord and you're talking to the Lord daily, but you're going through hell in your life. I mean, just a mess, stuff going on left, right, behind you, in front of you, on top of you, underneath you, it's just stuff going on everywhere. But you stay steady, you keep praying, you keep singing unto the Lord. You keep worshiping. You keep talking to him. He's talking to you. you. Next day, you get up. You're singing to the Lord. You're worshiping him. You're talking to him. He's talking to you in the day after day. Then all of a sudden, suddenly, boom, stuff starts going that was array, starts going aright. Woo! One after another, Come on, some of you aren't excited. You need to stir yourself up because this is experience, I'm telling you. I've seen it happen in my life. It's like all of a sudden, after all this stuff going on, all of a sudden now blessing after blessing after blessing. Why? Because the power of God showed up. <laughs> Suddenly, there was a great earthquake and, set the sound of the found and so that the foundation of the prison was shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's chains were loose. No person in the humanity could go around and break open iron bars and loosen steel chains with their bare hands. Impossible at that rate where all of them were loosened and freed. How many believe God can do anything? Three, prayer changes your inner world. How many know you got an inner world? That's called inside you, your heart, your mind, your soul, the inside of you, the way you think, what you believe. Now, here's the key. Look at this. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Be anxious for nothing. See, all of you, the, all of you, there's some of you that are lying awake at night because you're all worried over stuff going on in your life. God don't want you losing sleep no more. Be anxious for nothing. Not even my kids, nothing. Not even my job, nothing. Not even my finances, I'm about ready to lose my home, nothing. Be anxious for, everybody say it out loud like you mean it. One more time, be anxious for? See, they all saw the back of your heads going, nothing. But in everything, 
My God, look at it, underline that. In everything. I heard somebody say one time, it's an old story, it's a cliche, but it's hilarious. Somebody was going through some terrible time. They went up to the pastor and said, man, I'm going through a terrible time. What do I do? And the pastor said, have you been praying? And, they, and the person said, has it come to that? Has it come to that? But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to who? Everybody that you think can help you. You're going around telling your neighbors, your aunt, your uncle, especially your pastors, you're telling everybody but God. Nobody here, just a thought. Let your requests be made known to who? God. And then, and then, and then, and then the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will what? Ah. Mark that, guard your hearts and minds. Remember, we just talked about that not too long ago, amen? Look at this. Remember, God cannot change your outer world until he changes your inner world. Ooh, Jesus. <laughs> Some of you are like, my outer world's just terrible. And God's like, you ought to see what I see inside. Welcome to the club. That's not kind of... Uh, condemning statement or condemnation meant it's the truth we all got to get cleaned up on the inside we all got to get straight on the inside and start thinking like God and acting like God and believing like God that's the whole key to Christianity what do you think when you as soon as you come to the Lord boom you're thinking straight believing straight and everything's perfect on the inside no it's not what has happened is God's forgiven you all of your past sins given you a brand new slate clean so you can start fresh and new and getting cleaned up without the weight of your sin on your back Woo! All right, I can tell you're excited over number three. Let's go to number four. Prayer pleasures the heart of God. Everybody say it puts a smile on God's face. It sure does. Look at this. In Exodus, it says, and there I will meet with you, and I will speak with you. This is talking about when you, when you approach God in prayer, he says, I'm going to meet you in that moment of prayer. I'm going to speak. Speak to you in that moment of prayer from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubim, which are on the ark of the testimony, about anything and everything which I give you in commandment to the children of Israel. Translated, what this is saying is, when you approach God in prayer, he'll start showing you all the stuff he's already given you. That's in KTW translation right there. You start going to God, because let's face it, a lot of your anxiety is either what you don't have or what you're about to lose in life. Truth is either what you don't have or what you're about to lose. God says, come to me in the secret place. I'll start showing you what you already got. Remember, God, look at this, God enjoys your companionship. He seeks communion with you. God's constantly tapping on your heart, by the way. When those days start ticking by and you don't commune with him, hey, hey, Kenny. Sorry, brother, he just woke up, by the way. Kenny's sitting right there, no, I'm just teasing you, brother. I'm teasing, I gotta tease him. There's another brother here, Kenny, and I was talking about me when I said, hey, Kenny, he went, yeah, Lord. <laughs> Let's try that again. Kenny, give Kenny your motorcycle. How's that? Did that work? And he says, hey, Ken, I love you. Man, it'd be good to talk. Next day, I'm not really seeking the Lord because life's so busy. Come on. God's like, come on, talk with me. 
How many understand that? God's, God desires that. God seeks that. Amen? Look at this. Prayer brings enjoyment to you. Duh. But here's the problem. Can I be honest? Of course I'm going to be. I've been honest so far. Here's why a lot of us aren't praying. Because we're bringing to God all the junk we're going through. We're bringing to God, I'm going through this, I'm going through that. God, what about this? Don't you think God already knows? No wonder by the time you're done praying or I'm done praying when we pray like that, we're even worse. Because I'm in a worrying over stuff. Where's you out? And then we drag all this into God's prayer closet moment, the secret prayer room of God, and we're communing with God, and we're just going, oh my God, everything and thing going on in my life. We come out worse. We're dragging out the prayer closet. No, what should we do? Here's what we should do. When you, you can drag all that in with you, I get it, but the point is you got to leave it there. And the way you leave it there is you got to know, look, look at me, you've got to know what scripture says about your problem or problems that are weighing you down. You've got to literally search scripture about your situations and find out what the promises are. And then when you go into the prayer room with God, you start proclaiming the promises. God, they're saying, I'm going to get laid off, but shoot, man, I, I said shoot. Man, I read in your word that you mean supply all my needs. I need a job, got to have a job. You said if I don't work, I don't eat. Well, you're the one that said I got to work, so I got to have a job. You meet all my needs according to your riches and glory, Philippians 4.19. Woo! Six, prayer blesses others. Man, I ain't worried about others. I'm worried about me. Come on now. Sometimes we're in that season of life. I must, again, this is not condemnation meant. It's from experience. How many, how many, don't raise your hand. How many will admit whether now or sometime in your life you're in such stress, you ain't giving a hoot about nobody? How many know what I'm talking about? Let's raise your hand. Come on, let's do this. Support me. How many know you don't give a rip about nobody? God, what about me? How many believers are key to that? Look at this. First Timothy 2, 1. Therefore I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, given thanks be made for all men. Don't say none about you. Job, look, here's the most powerful scripture to state this. If you don't understand the story of Job, go read Job. That boy lost everything. Everything. The devil came, wrecked havoc, took his kids, stuff. He was the wealthiest of the wealthy. The devil took everything, and his friends, supposed friends, came and said, you know what? You lost everything. Why don't you just curse God and die? Oh, what a friend I have in Jesus. Yeah, but not them. How many are following me? And the Lord restored, but here's the key. Look at this. The Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for someone else. That's so powerful. All right, let's move on. Seven, prayer opens the door for God to show us great and mighty things. I already talked about that. There's secret things that God's gonna show you you've yet to discover in his word that are your promises that'll take the weight of the pressure that you're feeling of, the, of what you see in life that you either don't have or you believe you're about to lose. There's a promise to restore everything you've lost or to help you keep and gain even more what you have. 
Jeremiah 33, verse three, call to me, call to me, and I will ignore you. Come on, what does it say? I'll answer you. Mark that. Do you realize that's a promise? So when people say to me, hey, I've been talking to God, I don't hear anything. I'll say, you know what? You need to break out Jeremiah 33, verse three, because you've got to stand on his word. Because he said, if you call to me, I'm going to answer you. Either you're not listening or you're not discerning how God's answering you. Because God doesn't always in an audible voice. Sometimes you're not even discerning it on the inner voice. It's not always as loud as you would like it to be, by the way, on the inner voice. And sometimes he speaks to you through other Christians. But that typically is to confirm what you already have on your heart, by the way. I'll show you great and what? You know, look, at, look what this says. I love this. And we're going to finish up here, but look at this. He says, I'm not just going to show you things. I'm just going to show you things to come. God don't, that's not his MO. Wipe that religious mess of how they have skewed who God is in your image of God. He just, you know, he barely wants you to have enough and, you know, barely have enough money and, oh, you just a beggar through life and all, oh, you know. Look what he says. I'll show you great. <laughs> Turn to, your per- turn to the person next to you I like that. Go ahead, tell them. If you don't, we know religion's trying to mess with your mind, and we pray against that in Jesus' name. Here we go, number eight. Prayer strikes fear in the heart of our enemy. <clears throat> I love that. See, the devil's been trying to scare the wits out of you, doing boo-hoo unto you, trying to show you images of you losing everything. I know a brother here recently lost his job and I guarantee from experience what's going on in that brother's mind is, oh man, I'm gonna lose my house, gonna lose this, gonna lose that, gonna be in the van down by the river. I mean, you know, just. <laughs> Those images go through your mind. Work, help me, help that brother out. Is that true? Brothers and sisters, is that true? That's what the devil brings to your mind for you to buy hook, line, sinker, fishing rod, fishing reel, fisherman, boots, boats, motor, everything. He wants you to swallow it all. No, what we're going to swallow is the promises of God's word. I will show you if you come unto me with all that anxiety. God says, I'll show you great and mighty things to come. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you, exalt you, exalt you, exalt you, exalt you, exalt you. When you're laid off, you feel like you're a bum. You feel like you've been cheated. You feel like, oh man, I can't even provide for my family. God says, come to me, come to me, humble yourself, I'll exalt you, and mark those two words, do time. That's where the walk of faith comes in. Because from the moment you ask God for a better job, the moment you lost your other job and being laid off, and then you go to, you, I hope you're going to God and say, God, I thank you for a better job. From that moment until it happens, that's the due time. That's where the season gets interesting. Amen? Casting what? But Lord, some of those cares I'm supposed to care about. I care more about what God thinks than my cares. I'm learning to care more about what God thinks than my cares. Did you get that? That's not easy. 
I care more about what God thinks than my own cares. Let's jump down. Remember, angels respect our prayers. Did you know that? Look at this in Revelations, and we're going to finish here. Then, or I'll give you the other two. Then another angel having a golden censer came and stood at the altar. He was given much incense that he should offer it with the prayers, with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar, which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints ascended before God from the angel's hands. There's some, we could teach an hour on what this really means. Angels are real. Every born again believer here tonight has an angel assigned to you personally. I wish we could peel back the spiritual realm. They're sitting right next to you. And they ain't fat little naked babies, by the way. They're warriors. They're warriors. And they work determined by what you say. Let me give you a little hint. I know we're out of time, but this is important. If you're going to constantly say and talk about your problems and not the promises, they cannot work. They will sit there going, oh man, is Ken ever going to figure this out? He keeps saying the problem and not God's promise because I, the angel, only can work according to the promise. <laughs> okay. That just made me excited. Think about that. You got angels working on your behalf. Number nine here. Prayer is the most powerful way to change the destiny of your life. The destiny of your life. And then number 10. Prayer is the pathway to daily strength. Who don't need strength daily? Amen. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas. Or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.